Hallelujah. He's so amazing. The Bible says in Lamentations 3 and 21 that his mercies are new every morning. He's faithful and true. He gives us grace for every assignment. So no matter what your assignment is, worship leader, God gives you grace for it. He gives you specific and deliberate grace for every assignment because he's amazing. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Yes, he's amazing. Yes, he is. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mechanicsville. Yeah, this is Don Curtis, and guess what? You got it right again. This is the day that the Lord has made for you and for me. Let us rejoice today and be exceedingly glad we have reason to do that because God is on our side, and if he's on our side, <laughs> it'll make no difference who's against us at all because God all by himself is greater than anybody who's going to be against you and against me. Good morning to you. Good morning in Indianapolis, Indiana. Good morning to you, Washington, D.C., and Graysonville, Maryland. Yes, WBRFM listeners in Wagon Barrow, England. Good morning to you. Yes, and the rest of the United Kingdom. Good morning to you as well. London, England. Good morning to you. Ashburn, Virginia. Yes, Waldorf, Maryland. Annapolis, Maryland. Yes, we have some new listeners in Mexico and France and Saudi Arabia this morning. So we want to say good morning to you guys as well. Blackwood Beach, Florida. Yes, Orlando, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Tallahassee. Yeah, the whole state of Florida. Good morning to you. The Sunshine State. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. That's who he is. Yes, he's truly amazing. I'm hoping you're discovering that. Come on, let's talk about his love and his grace. Oh, it's an everlasting love. love. Yes. It's sufficient. It's sufficient and it's true. It leads us straight to freedom. Good morning, Stephen Hurd. Thanks so much, man, for allowing us to use your song, Amazing. Hallelujah. Everybody sing, stand fast. Stand your love toward us. Daily renew. Hallelujah. the God of all God. He's truly amazing. Make no doubt about it. He's amazing. Come on. Hallelujah. Good morning, Spain. How you doing this morning? Canada, good morning to you. Yes, Australia, good morning to you. South Africa, Colombia, good morning to you. Yes, India, good morning to you as well. Netherlands, good morning to you. Sri Lanka, good morning to you. Sri Lanka, good morning to you. To those who listen to us in the mother country, good morning to you. Kenya, good morning to you. Ghana, good morning to you. Nigeria, good morning to you. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Good morning to you. Good morning, Zimbabwe. Good morning, Zambia. Good morning to you. Yeah, I wonder if it's cold in Iceland, but we're going to say good morning to those that listen to us in Iceland this morning. This afternoon, this evening, we know that you guys are in different time zones. We say good morning to you anyhow. Oh, 
He is amazing. Yes, he is. Yes, he's worthy of all of your praises and all of my praises. You might want to shout this morning. You might want to give God a great hallelujah today, or you just might want to say, Lord, I love you. You might just want to shout this morning because he's been just so good to you. You got to praise on the inside of you. And guess what? You got to get it out. You got to let it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, we just give God thanks. And praise this morning, yes, because this is a brand new day God has made for you and for me to rejoice and to be exceedingly glad. And I tell you, this past weekend, we celebrated our joyful praise dances. There's some young ladies uh, in our church. Uh, in fact, they were little girls, and they have grown up in this ministry. They're now young women, uh, young mothers as well. And we just give God thanks for their commitment and really God's commitment to them and how he has been using them down through the years and we just got we just got together and just wanted to celebrate them, and so we just give God thanks and praise. And one of their uh, theme scriptures and whatnot was Psalms one fifty. And I tell you, when you and I stop and think about how good God has been to us, something ought to happen on the inside of you and on the inside of me, stirring us up to say, you know, something. I just need to give God some thanks and some praise because He has been so good to me. Yes, one fifty says, "Praise ye the Lord." Yeah, praise God in his sanctuary. Yes, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him, listen, with the sound of the trumpet. Yeah, you can blow your horn in church if you want to. In fact, you don't have to be in church. You can blow your horn wherever. Yes, praise him with the psaltery. Yes, and the harp. Mm -hmm. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we were so excited about what God has, had been doing for us and just celebrating our joyful praise dances that we said, look, if you if you just want to dance in the presence of the Lord, then do it. Remember, David danced. Yeah, he danced so much. He danced out of his clothes. His wife was embarrassed. He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just praising God because he's been so good to me. 
Yeah, so he says, praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Yes, yeah, right here in Scripture. Praise him with string instruments. Yes. Yes, yeah, string instruments. Bass guitar, lead guitar. Praise him on the organs as well. Listen to this. Praise him upon the loud cymbals, not the quiet ones. Them crashing cymbals. Yes. God says, praise me on the loud cymbals and praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Then he said, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. You got breath this morning? I know I do. And I tell you what, I'm going to use some of it to give God thanks and praise this morning. Yes, I am. Because he's been so good to me. He's been so good to you as well. We're living in the reality that God so loved us, so loved the whole wide world, that he gave up his only begotten son, Jesus Christ is his name so that you and I might have more than just redemption from the penalty of our sins, but that we might be redeemed and brought out of darkness into his marvelous light, that you and I might be able to experience this abundant life, this Zoe life, Z-O-E life, life as God has it. He designed you to be able to live it, to be able to experience it. And I tell you, I'm just excited this day. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, the Lord, he is good. He is worthy of all of our praises. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. And so we had a great time, a celebration as well. And it was just a marvelous time. And so we salute our joyful praise dancers and all those persons that help us to be able to focus some time and some attention on them. The no-name band that came. Yes. (laughs) Yes, mm-hmm. a young guy by the name of Jordan who was a mime. We thank God as well. Kayla, who was a soloist uh, in our fellowship as well. We thank God for her and for all those who came and just celebrated. <laughs> yes, Hope and Serenity, we played some of their music uh, here, and we just give God thanks and praise for Gloria, who was a part of that, and uh, helped them with that. It was just a great time. Yes, it was a great time, and so we just give God thanks and praise this morning. Yes, listen, we have been responding to the invitation that God has given to us, that Jesus Christ has sent out to you and to me. He has invited every single one of us, anybody. He don't care who you are. He doesn't care what you've been through. He doesn't even care where you're at right now. He doesn't care what the color of your skin is. He don't care what your religious upbringing has been he don't care if you're an atheist he don't care at all he just says look come and and learn about me and he said look if you'd yoke yourself up with me and learn about me he says something amazing will happen you'll find this peace on the inside of you your your spirit your soul yes mm-hmm. it'll be quiet you'll find peace that you never knew existed You'll discover the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You'll find a new boldness, a new strength (laughs) working throughout your body, your physical body, as well as your emotions as well. He says, come to me, all that are weary and are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. Yes. In fact, the Bible tells us there is a rest that God has ordained for his people. God wants you and I to enter into his rest. Yes, where God is not stressed about anything. Do you believe there's anything that God is upset about, that he's worried about, that he's biting his nails about? (laughs) I don't believe so. I don't believe there's nothing that stresses him at all. I don't think there's anything that worries him at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so he invites us to enter into his rest. 
And one of these days we may speak about that, enter into that. That's another invitation that God has made available to you and to me. He has ordained this. He has prepared this. He has this all set up and ready to go for you and for me. And he invites us to come and to enter into his rest. But that's for another day. We, we're just responding now to Jesus' his invitation uh, to you and to me to come unto him to take his yoke upon us. In other words, to be joined together with him, to be connected with him so that you don't run astray and I don't want run astray, but we really are being led by him, that we, we are connected to him now. We're in union with him. And he says, and, and, and then learn of me. Yes, learn about me. And I, I tell you, it excites me to know that God desires for you and for me uh, to grow in our understanding of him, to know about him, to know him, to have this personal, this personal relationship, how you relate to him and how he relates to you. And only the truth can allow this to happen in your life and in my life. You and I cannot believe the lie about Christ. But we've got to believe the truth. And so he encourages us. He opens up this invitation to us. And we have been responding to that. We have taken him up on his word. And we have been saying, here we are, Lord. We, we want to learn more about you. And so we are open. Our ears are open. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open to you so that you can impart unto us, so that you can give unto us this knowledge, this understanding, this revelation about who you are. We're sitting at your feet, ready for you to continue on teaching us and listening to us. And we are continuing in your word. He said uh, in verse 31 of John chapter 8, he says, Look, if, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, a real learner of Christ, a real follower of him. Yes. And I want to encourage us to don't allow the 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 activities of your life, the business of your schedule to to choke out and to <laughs> take up all your time so that you don't have any time whatsoever to give thought to the Word of God, to contemplate, to meditate on His tremendous truths that He is revealing unto you and to me about Himself, but that you'll see that this is foundational for you, that you've got to continue in His Word. And then he said, you are my disciples indeed. You are true followers of me. You are true learners of me. And isn't that, that's just so logical. I mean, if you and I never continue in learning about him, there's no way that we can be a student of Christ. There's no way that we can be a follower of him if we have set him aside, set the word aside, and we've moved on to some other things. We become students of those things then and followers of those things. Uh, rather than followers and students of Jesus Christ himself. And so he says, look, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You are truly now a follower of me. And he says, guess what? And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And you and I know that he has already described himself as the truth. He said, I am the truth. Mm -hmm. He said a lot of things about himself, and we're going to discover all of what he has been saying about himself as John shares it with us and out of his gospel. And so he says, look, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yes, free from all of the religious dictates, free from all the religious traditions, free from everything that hinders you and I from being able to experience, to walk in, to live 
this abundant life that Christ has come to give to you and to me. And you and I know what this abundant life really is. It is him. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. And they responded to him saying, look, we are Abraham's seed. We are his offspring. And we were never in bondage to any man. How do you say then that you shall be made free? And again, his interaction with them, Jesus's conversation with them, with everybody is a means by you and I just being still and listening to what he says and beginning to understand more and more about him. He says, look, truly, truly, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. He said, you, you think that your freedom and whatnot is by what men do. And even there, they would just kind of, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking about because right during that time, they were under Roman domination and they were looking for a deliverer who would deliver them from the bondage of Rome. And so here they're saying we're never in bondage to any man and they were in bondage right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And he says, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin and the servant abideth not in the house forever. But the son, talking about himself, he abideth forever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I tell you, I'm so excited because my freedom has nothing to do with what I've done. It has nothing to do with my so-called good works. It has nothing to do with my membership in any particular church. It has nothing to do with any man laying hands on me. It has nothing to do with anything that any human has done whatsoever. Uh, my freedom has come because of Christ himself. He said, look, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And I tell you, I just I'm so grateful and thankful. That's why every single day is a day of celebration, because I'm still free, because I've been set free by Jesus Christ himself, by the truth, by hearing the truth, receiving the truth, <laughs> believing the truth insisting on having the truth and not allowing any deception, any pollution, any watering down of the truth to have any place in my life whatsoever. And guess what? I found out that I don't have no life separate from Jesus Christ himself. He says that he is my life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like that. In fact, I love that because my life is not my life. My life is really his life. Jesus Christ himself. He is my life, period. Yes, he is. And I tell you, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for that. Yes, I am. I know that you are Abraham's seed, he says in verse 37, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Remember, we ended up yesterday <clears throat> just remembering the fact that there's got to be a place for God's word on the inside of you. And Jesus said, look, the reason why you are out to kill me is because <clears throat> my word has no place in you. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad that there's a place in me for the word of God. I love teaching the word of God. I love hearing it. I love listening to great teachers. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was listening to one of my favorite teachers from out of Florida this morning before I even started a date. Steve Pettit from out of Florida. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to him. And every now and then we're just fortunate to be able to have him come and spend some time with us. Uh, here at Christ Church. And I tell you, I just give God thanks and praise for great teachers. Not everybody's a teacher, but I thank God he has appointed some throughout the body of Christ 
who has who have that gift, that responsibility, that talent, that giftedness, that grace of God to be able to really expound on the word of God, to share the anointing of the word of God himself. Mm hmm. Yes. And I thank God for those persons who have a place in them for the word of God. Yes. And I tell you what, if you don't have that place, man, just ask God for it. Just say, Lord, I need a place for your word. Seems like I received it and the next day is gone. In fact, not even the next day, but the outlet is gone. I can't seem to find it, can't remember it. And so, Father, just create in me a place for your word. Lord, create in me a place for your word. Yeah, a place for it to germinate, for it to take root on the inside of me, because I know your word is quick and powerful. It's sharpening any two-edged sword. Yes, it is. I know that your word is, is, is life and spirit. Yes, I know that your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish in my life what you so desire to accomplish. Yes, so Lord, have that place for your word in me. And guess what? You're saying, really, Lord, I, there's a place for you in me. Mm-hmm. Because I realize you are the word. You are the truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so we said, Lord, I know you are that word. And so uh, create a place in me for yourself. In fact, take over. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I speak, verse 38 says, I speak that which I have seen with my father and do that which, and you do that which you have seen of your father. And they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Now, he's laying down a law now. He's laying down a, a, a real thought for us, a real truth for us. You're going to imitate your daddy. You're going to be just like your father. He said, now, if Abraham were your father, then you would do the deeds of Abraham. Abraham walked by faith and not by sight. It was his faith, his trust, his confidence in what God had promised, what God had said that was accounted unto him as righteousness. And he said, you're not doing that. You're not living like Abraham lived. You're not doing the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me. Abraham didn't seek to kill me. But I tell you who is out here to kill me. He said, a man that had told you the truth, which have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Abraham didn't seek to kill God. Abraham didn't seek to kill me. Abraham was looking forward to my coming. He said, you do the deeds of your father. Yeah, then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. It's getting hot now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're standing up to Christ right now. They're, they're refuting him. They are reproving him. They are accusing him. They're saying, look, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Isn't that marvelous? Not, not marvelous, but just remarkable. That's the word, remarkable. Isn't that remarkable? These are the people who are supposed to be the children of God, the, <laughs> the, the the ones that God has chosen. And here they don't even know who Jesus Christ is. They're so mixed up in understanding the truth that they are accusing him of being born of fornication. And Jesus said unto them, if, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. <laughs> Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. 
You're of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Yes, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convince me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Now, those are fighting words there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are jumping over the pews. Can't get my can't wait till I get my hands around your neck kind of words. That That's what that is fighting words. But I'll tell you what I love this about Jesus. He don't back down. He looks them straight in the face and said, look, no, I'm going to tell you right now. If God were your father, if God were your daddy, then you would love me. That's so true. That's so reasonable. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm born of God. I'm the son of God. I'm his beloved. And if you really love God, if God were your father, you would love me because I came forth from him. I didn't come of myself, but he sent me. He said, now, wait a minute. Now, God is the one that sent me. He sent me to you. And if you (laughs) if he was your father, your daddy, guess what? You would love me because you would recognize where I come from. You would recognize that I've come from him. You would embrace me. You wouldn't be trying to accuse me of being born of fornication and and cause me to be accuse me of being a lion, a deceiver. No, you, you, you would love me. Yeah, now we know why there's so many people in this world that hate Christ, don't want to have nothing to do with him. We we know who their daddy is not. <laughs> yeah, he said, look, look, he was the one that sent me. He said, why do you not understand my speech? That's a great question. Why is it that so many people don't understand the word of God? Why they don't understand what he is saying? He said, even because you cannot hear my word. Why is it that you cannot hear what I'm saying. Why is it you can't see what I'm saying to you? It's not because Jesus doesn't know. He knows exactly why. He wants them to find that out. He wants them to discover their lostness. He wants them to discover their blindness. He wants them to discover the critical state that they're in, that they're not (laughs) the children of God. They're really the enemies of God, And, and he wants them to see that. He wants them to understand that. He knows why it is that they're not receiving him. It had been prophesied before. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He was going to be handed over to sinners, to religious rulers of his time. They were going to crucify him. They wanted him to be killed. They wanted to do away with him. Remember when he first opened up his mouth and he first began to preach out of Isaiah. You and I remember what the reaction was. The reaction was to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he knew what kind of people he was dealing with. He says, nobody has to tell me about man. I know everything about man. I know everything about man. So that means he knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. So he's not upset with people who don't like him, people who curse his name, take his name in vain. That don't bother him. He knows exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. He wants them to know. He wants us to know. 
He said, why do you not understand my speech? Have you ever thought about that? He said, have you ever give some consideration to the fact that you don't understand what I'm talking about? Just look at the kind of reaction that is happening in you. Have you ever stopped and thought about why is it that you don't understand my speech when I'm just speaking what God is saying? He said, have you thought about why is it you can't stand hearing my word? You can't stand hearing this? Mm -hmm. He said, you're of your father, the devil. He said, the devil is your daddy. You think God is your father? He said, no, he's not. God's not your father. I can tell by your behavior. I can tell you by, by the way you react to me. Yes. Now, he's not talking about behavior in general. He's just talking about how you respond to me. So I'm, I'm looking at how you're reacting to me. And I am the word of God becoming flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, you're of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He said he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. He's the author of these lies, for he is a liar and the father of it. He's the genesis of every lie, every deception that's in this world today. The devil himself is the orchestrator. He's the author of it. Yes, he's the father of it. Jesus said, the reason why you ought to kill me is because you can't help yourself. You're just doing the lust of your father. You're doing what your father said. He said, look, I'm doing what my father told me to do. I'm doing what I see my dad do. And you're doing what your father does. You're doing what you see your dad do. Yeah, he don't back down. He don't back down from the devil at all. I tell you, Christ in you will make you strong, too, against the devil, against every lie, every deception, every attempt to water down Christ. Yeah, he'll make you strong so you'll be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yes, because you know that all your labor is not in vain. You shall reap. Yes, you will. If you faint not, so don't faint not. Continue on in his word. And then you're his disciples indeed. And guess what? You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And you'll have something else to celebrate, something else to rejoice about. Good morning to you.
that day And I see your face Oh, I'm sure I'll say I can only imagine what I'll say Strong and mighty, he's faithful. 